York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in Nick of Time. And man, listen, it's been a, a, a crazy season. The Knicks just lost to the Atlanta Hawks in uh, game five, 103 to 90, 89. I mean, Julius Randle uh, gives you, you know, he doesn't give you his usual Julius Randle game he's giving you all season, but better than has been lately with 23 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and uh, eight turnovers. Um, Reggie Bullock gives you 12 points, far cry from the zero the game before. R.J. Barrett drops in with 17 points, and that's all she wrote. And you got some, got some contributions from the, the bench as well. But at the end of the day, it was a little bit too much Trey. It was a little bit too much Clint Capella. And the Knicks um, are going home a little bit early this season. But I'm, I'm here to say, despite um, how this series has ended, no one expected us to be here at this point. No one expected us to even get to the playoffs in the fourth seed. We've projected to only win 22 games. And we're in the playoffs right now for the first time in eight years. So even though it's a, a bittersweet feeling getting here and losing, um, we're here for the first time. And there's a lot of promise going forward, man. We have cap space. We have picks. Um, we have options. We we have um, a smart front office who's not going to overpay. We have Leon Rose. We have, of course, shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. World Wide West in the front office recruiting. We have quickly. We have R.J. Barrett. We have young pieces. We have we have a lot going for us. So even though it was a tough field to swallow that we lost today, we are still heading in the right direction. And it is what it is. And congratulations to the Hawks. I wish we'd have beat them and the balding Trey Young, but it is what it is sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the New York and me still had to take one more shot. <laughs> the New York and me still had to take one more shot. But yeah, it is what it is at this point. So, Ryan, 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 how are you feeling today, man? I mean, it's it's a disappointing loss. Um, I expected the Knicks to come through with a bit more fight. Than they did today, but I mean tonight. But um, look, it is what it is. You know, you got to give the Hawks their props. The Hawks are a better team. They have better talent on their squad. And um, like the Knicks are missing some pieces, man. Like the Knicks definitely gotta, you know, they definitely gotta sign some pieces this off season. Hopefully, bring in another star and run it back. Yeah, I'll yeah I'll say this, Ryan. All year long. It seemed like our defense was ahead of the offense, yeah. right? Somewhere towards the middle of the season, closer to the end of the season, it seemed like our offense caught up. Caught up, right? We started. You started shooting over forty percent from three. Guys who weren't hitting before were hitting now hitting, and it looked like we turned the corner. When we got to the playoffs, maybe it's the pre- maybe the pressure. Maybe it's seeing schemes we've never seen before, but we didn't really keep up that offensive production that we were usually that we were seeing towards the latter half of the season. We haven't hit a hundred points in the last few games, eighty nine points today, um, and it just seems like sh- scoring was a struggle for us in general. And as as good as Randall has been all season, the playmaking 
caught up to him. I do feel like the way he was making his plays in the beginning of the season was less, more so less about, less about like, um, you know, complicated reads and more just learning the system and knowing Tom's system and knowing that this player is going to be here every single time. This player is going to be here every single time. And it's not always just, you know, just computing the game and analyzing the game on the fly. And that's, I think that's one of Randall's biggest weaknesses right now. And can he get better? I'm not sure. I mean, I know he can get better by looking at, looking at the tape and seeing um, what, what the defense did to him. I know he'll get better in the offseason. But um, how much he'll get better is, is, is yet to be seen. But he's had a great season so far. And I, I think he'll come back this next season even stronger. Yeah, man. Like, even though I know this – I know the Knicks losing this series, a lot of it is going to be pinned on Randall. But I feel like a lot of this has to be pinned on Thibs as well. Because if you look throughout this whole series, the only adjustment Thibs made was to bench Alfred Payton and to bring Derrick Rose into the starting lineup. Right. That was pretty much the only change he made. Besides that, like besides the other change he made with with guarding Trey Young on the pick and roll in, in game two, where the bigs actually, you know, played Trey up close and kind of like doubled him, so where right. where Trey couldn't really you know get a head start to the basket, but it seemed like the Knicks just reverted back to just backing off Trey and allowing Trey to do whatever he wants in the paint. But like, I would have at least. Wanted to see Thibs make some type of change, you know, because you know how the saying goes with Albert, um, Albert Einstein, you know, insanity is mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah, we say it all the time like, on the show. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I would have seen, like, okay, for example, like Julius Randle is struggling on the perimeter, right? Every time he makes a move, the Hawks bring a double team, whatever the case may be. Well, why not try to transition Randle to the post where – he has his back to the basket, and if the Hawks bring a double team, he can easily see where the double is coming from and pass out to open player. Like, I didn't see, like, no changes there. What about making a change in the rotation on the starting lineup? Because clearly, like, this game, you saw Rose was tired because Rose is playing all those minutes because he's you know, he got pushed into the starting lineup. He's playing all these minutes, mm-hmm. and he's tired. So why not try to push somebody else into the starting lineup and have Rose come off the bench to try and preserve him a bit more? I understand, you know, with Rose in the starting lineup, it helped the Knicks to keep pace with the Hawks. Whereas, you know, if Alfred Payton was in the starting lineup, the Knicks would fall behind it and it's up to the second unit to catch up. But this whole season, the Knicks' advantage was the second unit, killing right. other teams' second unit. So it's like, okay, if you're going to keep Elf on the bench, I don't see no harm in trying to, you know, put push Frank into the starting lineup, knowing that he can defend and, you know, maybe can cause Trey some problems to try to slow down Trey Young because it's like, okay, if Julius Randle isn't performing on our end, why not try to s- slow down Trey Young on the other end? You know what I'm saying? And, like, why not try to push in Frank to see what Frank could do or or pushing somebody off, like, knock somebody, you know? Like, that's one thing I don't like about this because, like, even with the Hawks, like, you heard how the Hawks were playing um, Okongwu, the, um, the big man off the bench. Right. And he really got playing time all season. But clearly, Nate McMillan saw that he was effective in this series and gave him a chance to see what he can do. And I'm like, to me, like, Thibs didn't give Frank a chance. He didn't give Knox a chance. Like, he didn't give anybody else a chance. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, 
you have to try something different. You cannot just keep trying the same things and expect a different result. And I mean, it is what it is. Like there were there were, there wasn't much changes, and the Hawks just you know ran through us. Yeah. Um. There was a there's a lot to digest in that little uh that. The calmest Ryan G rant you ever hear in your life. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah, take, take, yeah. Take take over for a quick while. I'll I'll be right back. All right. Cool. So, I, man. Okay, you'll be right back. All right. Cool. I really I want I want to hear your opinions on this though. But that's cool. That's cool. But um. So listen, I'm going to start first and foremost. I'll say this. Uh, the Discord link is open if you want to chat about the season. Right. All you got to do is click the link that uh that fritz has uh i'm gonna this message right now click the link that fritz put in the chat and you're able to chat with us live on the discord link all right now let's, let's let's talk about it now first and foremost one of the things that ryan said is tom thibodeau all season hasn't been the guy who adjusts right he, he does he, he doesn't adjust well um, he's made a few adjustments during this season. I mean, during this this postseason, anyway. The biggest one being Derrick Rose to the starting lineup. But to to Ryan's point, um, I I agree with him. I agree with him and disagree with him at the same time. Right? I do believe that Frank should have gotten more burn in this series. I know Raw earlier was was really saying, you know what? He really thought that Frank was going to play a lot more. I never really thought that just because I just see the patterns, man. Like he's never really given Frank that many minutes. He gave him a few spot minutes. Now, I'll say this though. I wouldn't go as far as starting Frank um in the middle of the postseason. I feel like stuff like that you kind of have to put Frank into rhythm to start him. To start Frank in the middle of the postseason when we're down three one or two like to me that's a little bit too much especially considering you know you know who your players are at this point you know their temperaments frank is more of like a rhythm person uh i i would not do that i would not have frank start at the very beginning of game five of the nba playoffs now if i'm going to put frank in though i'll put him in a little later on to put him on tray that's number one right but um, number two, as 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 opposed, to, when he talks about adjustments, um, listen, man, there are adjustments that should have been made. I do feel like Reggie Bullock should have been on Trey from since game one. But I also feel like, you know what, we've never tried other lineups. Like Ryan said, we never really completely went small. We never tried, we never tried Julius Randle at the five and pulling Clint Capella out at, at spurts. I think that's a missed opportunity that we had earlier, you know. Um, Randall, we've made some adjustments by, you know, isoing Randall in the middle of the floor and giving him these, these, these driving lanes, right? But he's had problems finishing in the middle once he got to the rim. Clint Capella was out there blocking plenty of shots. And I think we kind of missed some opportunities to, to kind of go small. We went small for a few minutes in the um the the game before this in game four when we was getting blown out and we had Obi in there with Randall, you know, and granted it didn't look always look pretty but I do feel like 
you know, at times we have to we have to try things out like that to see if they work. And and, and you know what it is too? You you give credit to, to Thibs, right? Because we we are where we are right now because of familiarity and because he's willing to, you know, try things and drill things in players' heads over and over again so to the point where it becomes routine. That's why we're fourth in the East at this point. But sometimes what happens when you don't experiment in the middle of the season is like when when playoff time comes, now you're trying to experiment and then it, it kind of bites you in the butt, you know? Like we could have maybe experimented with playing small a little bit earlier and and get, gotten used to that. We could have experimented more with playing another point guard earlier instead of Alfred Payton, even though we all saw that, you know, Alfred Payton was a ceremonial opener and he wasn't a true point guard for this team. We all saw it, but... And even, you know, even Tibbs kind of saw it, and we should have experimented earlier with that too. Like, so there's things, I don't know. This, this. Now, granted, Thibs has gotten a lot more, he's gotten flexible. He's gotten more flexible with this team than he has in previous teams, right? Like, previously, previously we did not shoot as many threes. I mean, previously, he did not allow teams to shoot as many threes as this team has currently sh- is shooting. So he has expanded in his thinking right now. But there's still uh, a ways to go for Tibbs to kind of make adjustments on the fly, expand his thinking more, uh, and things of that nature. And you know what? I'm curious to see what they're going to do to our roster and how hard, you know, how much are they going to change it up. Because you know what, I want to see a lot of these same guys back, but I also want to see Tiz back, um, trying some combinations that can be different next season. That can you know help us later on in the playoffs when we make a playoff run. Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, I think watching this series, like there were a few things that were glaring to me. Like the Knicks definitely missed Mitchell Robinson. Absolutely. Definitely miss Mitch because Atlanta's big men, they were big, they were taller, they were more athletic, and they and they killed Knicks on the boards. Like often you like you would see Todd Gibson Noel struggle trying to get rebounds against Capella, Collins, Okongu, all these big dudes that he got on Atlanta. So the Knicks definitely miss Mitchell Robinson and I hope that he gets healthy and he'll be good to go, you know, next season, which you know is gonna be the case. Right. Then the Knicks also definitely need a playmaking point guard because that killed us this series. Because once they took Randall out of the game and Randall was not himself, the Knicks had no type of playmaking whatsoever. And the Knicks were basically, like you said, they would do an isolation. It was basically just one on one, and then they would just dribble into traffic. And then you know, like that's not an that's not an effective offense. So the Knicks definitely need a playmaking point guard, and. I'm not trying to throw dirt on Randall. Like Nick's like one of the top priorities is to re-sign Randall. I feel like Randall could be a great part of this team. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the Knicks need another star player. And when I say another star player, I mean a number one. A yeah. player that you you know is going to be able to take control of the team, create shots, knock them down, and create and create offense for other players like Randall could be that could be that great number two option and probably even a number three option on a on a great team you know but he, Randall cannot be a number one option because 
as you can see, like he hasn't learned the art of like, you know, like you said, adjusting on the fly, yeah. you know, seeing, you know, seeing different coverages and be like, okay, you know, they're trying, you know, they're playing defense on me this way, you know, so let me try something. Let me, so let me try this to try to counteract that. Like yeah. he's not there yet as a player. So yeah, the Knicks need a, a, a number one option. Absolutely. Eight turnovers on the night for Julius Randle. Second guess himself a lot. You know what I mean? Um, like I felt like, and, and especially like he he actually finished the game decently in the first the first half decently, but in that first quarter, the first two quarters especially, even the third quarter, there was times where I felt like he was driving when he should have shot, shooting when he should have drove, hesitating when he had an open shot into in, into a contested shot. I feel like his decision making was all over the place. Um, he was making passes that weren't really warranted at the time. He he just needs he just seemed really frazzled and the, I feel like they're even the refs took us out of the game a little bit too I, I do feel like the third quarter he came out hit a three immediately which is was fine uh, gets a foul call on a call that you know on on a a, a drawn foul that Trey Young has done all year and it kind of just kind of screwed us up and I think it screwed up his timing even more you know what I mean and and I'm I'm not making excuses for Randall because he a lot of those turnovers was under his own doing and his own lack of you know player development at this point but you know and i'm not saying he's a bad player either he's been great for us he's led us to the fourth seed in the, in the east but um he just has to he just has to get better at reading the game on the fly and that's just is what it is you know mm. and salute to the chat yo salute to the chat and salute to the people who are waiting to talk i'm gonna start bringing you guys in i see there's a little little of a line already so um let's get it going man Let, let's get it going I'm, I'm gonna start bringing you guys in so we can talk about this game and the end of the season, man. Let's let's do it. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, caller. Um, you are now live in the chat. All you gotta do is hit that KOT live button a few times. And also hit watch stream where you see Ryan's face and you'll be good to go. Okay, caller? Mm-hmm. And while we're waiting for the caller to get it together and can caller, you gotta turn your mic on as well, because your mic is off, all right, caller. All right, so salute to the chat so far, man. Shout out to D Nice, who says, "Yeah, all those games won were without Mitch. Yeah, man, we really miss Mitch and his rebounding and his length. He really has more of the length to combat Capella. Um, also, Nerlens Noel's Nerlens Noel's um, ankle hasn't really been good all series. I think it's kind of um, affected his shot blocking and even just the way he's been hitting the floor. You know what I mean?" He's been hitting the floor a lot, and I think he's just trying to keep pressure off of those ankles. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Noel. Yeah, Noel was definitely affected. Like you can tell, like he wasn't his usual self, and I think that also hurt the Knicks as well. But definitely, like I think the Knicks could have definitely used Mitch in this series. For sure, he definitely could have used Mitch this series. And all right, I'm I'm bringing another caller because for some reason he wasn't he wasn't um, Lincoln. All right. Okay. Shout out. Okay, Reed, you're now live into in the chat. All you gotta do is hit that KOT live button a few times. Yeah. And then yeah, also hit watch yeah, stream. Hit watch stream so you can hear Ryan G as well. All right. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Can hear you perfectly fine. Hold on. Let me make for it. It didn't switch over yet. Hold on. There we go. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We live now, right? Yeah, we live now. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, you hit that watch stream button. On, press the green button. Hit hit watch. Did you hit watch stream? Can you hear Ryan? 
Yeah, Ryan, say something, Ryan. Say something, Ryan. Yo, yo, yo. Y'all yeah. hear you, Ryan? We good, we good. We locked All right, we, all right cool, cool, perfect. We live, we live, we live. Yo. All right, sorry, sorry brief, for the brief intermission. I was making sure I get it right. Um, Guys, what's up, KOT team? Um, I believe we had to sit down and smell the roses. We were expected to win 21 games this season. Absolutely. You yeah. got to understand that we are playing with a Fizdale team. I start. I hate to talk about this guy, but oh we lord, playing, the Fizdale team. <laughs> we were playing with a Opening Fizdale team that, that <laughs> overperformed. Guys, let's think about it from a larger perspective. Now, let's be for real. No one expected the New York Knicks to beat the four, number four team, which is a top five team in the Eastern Conference this year. Absolutely. Yeah, we know it's true. It's dealing true. With he was dealing with Peyton. We all know Peyton, Peyton is limited. That's fine. It's cool. And we and we knew that we should have posted. We were supposed to put Rose in the starting lineup. But during that time, you know the COVID protocols, and they want to make sure that they're protecting everybody in the team. So it's fine. Knicks fans, this is a great season. Yeah, they, we got we got outclassed. That's all. We got outclassed. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Now Simple we, as that. We got yeah. outclassed. We got number because the Atlanta Hawks have talented two-way players, mm-hmm. and they have a star yeah. in in, in Trey Tra- Tra- Young. So, for us as Knicks players or Knicks fans, the next season, we're not going to get a star that's in a third age thirty and up range. It's not going to happen. We got to find a star within the draft or someone is budding or trending upwards for us to just throw the bag at them and, and entice them because we already had the foundation laid out. We good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is this: We know Randall's a two two B. We know that he's mm-hmm. a two B player. Yeah. We 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 gotta start looking for the star. We gotta we gotta start looking for older stars. We gotta look for stars that are trending upwards and enticing with the bag. That's it. We need guard play. We need our backcourt was 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 depleted. Let's be for real. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be for real. Capella was talking like he was David Robinson out there. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, man. We, 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 we don't have a real big man in Mitch over here to kind of combat his length. He can kind of talk that smack because, you know, exactly. nobody can really go at him like he can, really. So, I mean, exactly, it is what it is. We had we had Taj over there who's a 6'9 power forward doing, doing everything he can, and he did an admirable job, and we have Noel with a bad ankle. So, right. <laughs> who, 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 who doesn't? You know who's a and he's a problem for him when he has a good ankle. So you know, we, we exactly. really miss Mitch. We really miss Mitch. But but I hope Mitch sit down and soak in the play the season. I know he's injured and they. I guess they did a smart thing by holding him out. And I hope he sit down and soak in what the garden is like when it's rocking. Exactly. And when you yeah. play at a high level, and understand the, and, and take that 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 energy that Clint Capella was giving us. And use it to develop a game because no, I'm, I'm I'm a big Mitch Robinson fan, Mitchell Robinson, but he had to work on his game. Simple as that. He has to work on his game to be you more do. to be more of a modern big man. I didn't say go out there and shoot threes, but work on your jump shot, work on your lateral movement, which you already have already. Work on the little things to make you stand out as a player. So when you're ready to say, "Yo, I want to command my money," I could get my money, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. 
that's gonna be and salute to you, man. We got some other callers in the, in the comments. Right. So, but say your name where you from, man? Cause I don't think you. Yo, this is Reed from Flatbush, bro. This is from Flatbush. Uh oh, exactly. Flatbush. Flatbush in the building. All right, shout out to yes, Reed sir. from Flatbush, man. Shout out to that's the real fan right now, cause he he's from Flatbush. And he's rocking with the Knicks. That's how you do it, man. Gunshots. Gunshots in the air for yes, sir. Over here rocking with us. Oh, 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 peace <laughs> out, y'all. Yeah, right, peace out, man. All right, man. Peace. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my guy Reed from Flatbush, man. It's been a minute. Yo, shout out to Flo Hypnotic, who sends a 499 super chat. He says, Great season. We'll be back. I'm with you, man. Most We're gonna be definitely. back, man. Yes, sir. We and, and this is this is this is the this is the feeling of the Knicks Nation man right now. You saw how the game ended, man. We lost, but the Knicks fans were sitting there, and they were into the game still. They were rooting for their team still. They were clapping still, and they were paying homage to the Knicks because they knew. They already know what the season was about. No one expected us to be here. So, and I, I know us as Knicks fans, it's, it's disappointing to lose, but we here, man. We here now. We made our stand, and nowhere to go but up, man. We just got to build from here. That's it. That's all it is, all right? Salute, salute. All right, next caller up in the queue. What's going on, caller John? I think Reaper. I think it's Reaper. You are live now. Hit that. You already know what to do. Hit that KOT live button a few times. I hit that watch stream, and you are now live on the KOT show. All right. All right. Hey, what's up, Jay Ellis? What up, chat? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, yo, yo, yo. yo. Call. Mm -hmm. Reaper from Jersey. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, these games have been tough to watch. You know, we've talked a couple of times about it already, but like, um, I am pretty encouraged though. Um, I, I think you know, we're kind of down to Julius, but like, um, I mean, we got to remember he's gotten better every year, right? To this point, uh, he saw something new, like, he experienced something new he's never experienced before, which is the playoffs. And I got to be honest, he, he essentially, he was shook, right? Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and he played terrible because he was just shook and scared. And hopefully, I think, you know, hopefully next year he just kind of maybe spends the summer, takes it in. And next year, you know, he comes back strong and maybe add a few more things to the game. Uh, I agree with um, you about, like, the, um, about, you know, Tibbs uh, being partially to blame for the losses. Because I was, was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, um, I think the last time we talked, I said, you know, I would prefer if they stop making him like the primary playmaker at this point. You know, he's shook. Right. And uh, his activity, the way he's been playing has really affected the rest of the team really badly. Yeah. And so I think at this point, you just got to do something else. And then, you know, and then just maybe like, you know, have go to him sometimes, have run the offense through him sometimes. But to continue running the offense through him, because that's what we've done the whole year, I just thought was like a really bad idea. Um, and then on top of that too, um, like you know, G was saying is like I was actually surprised. Cause I was like, you know, it's they keep giving them the ball like in the wing, top of the key, and he's dribbling it off his feet. Yeah. Or he'll basically drive to the lane. A lot of times he can finish. Sometimes it, he was able to finish uh, because it'll be like basically one person on him once he gets in the lane, and he'll pass it out. And then other times it'll be yeah. like he'll drive into a crowded lane and then get the shot. Yeah, and so I think, yeah, so that had a huge impact on the team. So I just kind of felt like they should have done definitely should have just did. You know, it's it's crazy to do obviously at this point, but when you were down like when you're down two one and you're desperate, 
point, at that point, you really just have to do something different with your offense and just try something a little different because we knew, like, you know, we're not going to win if he continues to play this way. Um, and, you know, and they didn't do anything about it. But, you know, honestly, I am still encouraged, though, because he was shook, you know. Yeah. I still think he's a very talented guy. You know, you max him and just see what he comes back with next year. And you continue building through the, through the draft. And uh, with as far as Mitchell Robinson, I've been saying it, like, the whole year. Like, it's Noel, I mean, he's done a great job filling in. But, like, there's just being able to control that paint, the presence like Mitch has, how he controls the paint. It's like, you needed that. And, yeah. You know, I was like, it really pissed me off that Capella was, like, talking crazy the whole time oh man and it's like you know i know you guys talked a little bit about it but how do you guys feel about that whole thing oh man i was pissed <laughs> oh I, I any knicks fans i wanted to throw something at him but you know i'm just a fan but it, it it got me listen obviously we were pissed and even though the knicks kind of played it off in the media you can see on the court that they were pissed you know like they, they, there was a Two Knicks had technical fouls at halftime. Reggie Bullock was chirping all game. Um, they were pissed as well. They were just kind of downplaying how pissed they really were. But I, I definitely didn't like it. I felt like it was disrespectful. Um, and, man, I can't wait for the next season, man. When we get some newer players in here or it's another year under our belt, I think we're going to really start to push back. Um, what do you think about that, Ryan? Yeah, man. Like, I agree with you. Like, there was straight disrespect. I was like, yo, if if I was a player, like, I would have been going for Capella's head in that <laughs> next game if I was a player. But, yeah, like, but, you know, like like we said, like, Capella had a right to talk that way because he was dominating the Knicks, and the Knicks really had nobody in the paint to hold him like that. So it's like, yeah, he, yeah, like, you know, he was feeling himself. He was talking spicy. It definitely pissed off the Knicks players. I like seeing that passion from them. But I think a lot of it, you know, was due to the fact that, like, they were losing. So they were, they were just getting mad and like, just trying to start fights or whatever the case may be. But, um, but yeah, but like JL has said, man, like, you know, Knicks just need to rebuild. Well, not rebuild, but, I mean, like, build on what they have and just come back next season even stronger. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see if they still be talking next season. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yo, yeah. yo. Sure. I have, I have one, one more crazy, like, take on this. Like, um, you know, they beat us 4-1, obviously. Um, but when I look at the roster, when I look at, like, this team versus Atlanta, I just – it sounds crazy, but I just feel like it's a we have a better team, especially with Mitch back. I think the issue was uh, because of Randall, his play really just kind of like – it was way too tight. All the rest of our players got really tight because Randall is like the playmaker. Everything runs off of him. And so it just kind of like disrupted everything. Uh, offense, we saw like the second half of the season. I'm like, where is it, obviously? And it's um, like when your playmaker is doing well and is keeping the defense off balance, everybody looks better. Everyone plays loose. Right. And everyone played really tight. We just, you know... Uh, just Randall didn't have it going, and, and Tibbs didn't make the adjustments to kind of like go somewhere else to kind of loosen everyone up a little bit. And so, and it is what it is. I look at I look at that whole team up and down. Yeah, they have some really good shooters. That mm, you you kind of breaking mm, up a little bit, man. I'm not sure what's happening. You know, 
and they can go off the dribble. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, you know, they have good, really good shooters, but I don't know. I just kind of feel like, you know, I do feel like, you know, next year, if they can make the right adjustments, I think they can go back at them. Yeah, man, I agree with you. There. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yo, yo, salute to you, Reaper, man. Always great insight. Thank you for the call, dog. All right, thanks. Have a good night. All right, man, you too. Ah, uh, you too, man. Yeah, man, the, the playmaking is, is... The playmaking has been bad from Randall, man. That's been a huge a huge uh, area of contention for us. When when their MVP is outplaying our MVP by such a large margin, it's going to be really hard to win some of these games. And like I said earlier, Randall has done a great job playmaking all season long. And Tibbs has done a great job of putting him in, in you know situations to succeed. He's They kind of ran the same plays over and over and over again all season long. Yeah. To the point where Randall knows where our players are going to be before you know, before they, they even happen, before it even happens. Hawks scouted that, and now they're forcing Randall to make reads on the fly, and and that's not what yep. Randall does. Randall is not making does not make Randall does not make reads on the fly. Even today, like we we won the three point battle, especially in that first half. We held them like seventeen percent to three. We had like forty one percent from three in the first half. And a lot of those assists weren't from Randall, you know. They, those assists were from other players. It was from Rose. It was from RJ. Those other people setting, setting those guys up all year long. Um, Bullock has been the number one target for Randall. We have not been able to get that going. Um, this series only maybe one game, maybe only I feel like one game Randall was able to give Bullock some some nice passes, and and that was the game I think that Bullock had zero points, you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> ironically ironically yeah and, and i forgot to add one thing too like it just popped up in my head right now since you mentioned bullock like an, one thing i did not like about the knicks this series is the fact that they did not attack trey young on the defensive end like they allowed trey young to hide on defense guarding bullock and they never tried to like switch trey young onto like you know, whether it be Rose or somebody, have them attack him and see if they can get him into foul trouble. They rarely try that all series. And I'm like, if you're not having success slowing down this guy on offense, why not get at him on defense? And I feel like that was another thing the Knicks could have done to, you know, to at least see if they could try to, like, you know, make a comeback in the series, whatever the case may be. Yeah, but you know what's funny, though, Ryan? Because, like, all right, they they had they had on Trey on Bullock, right? The first three times Trey was on Bullock, the Knicks didn't really run that many actions for him. But Randall couldn't get him the ball. Today, Bullock was running around screens, and Trey was trying to get around them, and he was kind of torching Trey a little bit on that side of the ball. So it, the, today was the most I've seen them make Trey work because Bullock was a little bit more aggressive shooting. Now, but the end, on the other end of that though, when Trey was switched onto Randall. Rand like again, Randall's decision making was just backwards, man. Yeah, it was backwards. He he was scared to make the quick decision, and um, and you know what? I think a lot has to do with this, and we haven't really talked about this. I think a lot of his lack of aggressiveness sometimes has to do with his selfishness, his selfish label that was put on him last year. You know what I mean? I think he's really mm-hmm. worked hard yeah. to kind of shed that label and pass more and and try to be more of a team player. And I think that kind of got into his head a little bit of when to be aggressive and when not to be there this season. Like like there was, mm-hmm. there's times today when when Trey was on him 
and I'm just like barbecue chicken. Take it to the hole. That's easy. Spin, yep. spin. Like really, this summer, Randall. I just need you. Like he, Randall has been good attacking weaknesses all season long, posting people who who are weaker than him all season long. But for some reason, during the series, he wasn't able to do that. I just need Randall to look at some film of. Of like the greats who get double teamed constantly and, and figure out how they handle it and figure out where their reads are and then also look at this season this season's post game and do the same thing so he can make quicker decisions out of these double teams and you know just and he'll be that much better for it next year and that, that that's my hope for randall anyway in the off season yeah and just to be clear like i know bullock was running off screens and trey was you know he, he made trey he, he did make trey kind of work on defense but what i meant more of was Switching him on RJ in, or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, like put him, put him in isolation situations where he's forced to guard somebody one-on-one and see if he can try to draw fouls on him and get him out the game. That's that's more of what I meant, you know, about, you know, attacking Trey on defense. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're right about that, too. We didn't do that as well. And they, yeah. they started to do that with us, man. They started to try to attack um, Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose was hiding. <laughs> we was hiding Derrick Rose the yeah. last game. And they figured it out a little bit this game. But still, like even when they did figure it out, they didn't really hurt us that much to have to Derrick Rose on Hunter really. Not, yeah, not that much. I feel like we it was like a 50-50 battle really <laughs> with Derrick Rose on Hunter. Like we got a few steals out of it when they tried to go out there comfort zone ISO hurt Hunter, and he scored a few times. So it's still to me that he, it it didn't really hurt us that much having Derrick Rose on him. True, mm-hmm. true. Am I, all right. Next caller up. Okay, I see you, M O A U. I'm gonna try to get you in here again. Um, hopefully your mic is working this time. All right, caller, you are now live on the KOT show. All you got to do is hit that KOT live button a few times and click watch stream and you should be good to go. And also remember to turn your mic off. Turn your mic on, all right? Now shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to my real, shout out to my uh, my cousin, my fake, my real fake cousin, cousin Winston Ellis. In the chat, shout out to you. I see you, brother. Oh. All right. Shout out to Mark Confessor Clemente. I haven't really seen you in here, Professor, Professor Clemente. Says Tibbs got out coached. He never figured out how to attack Trey's defense. Bullock is just a spot up shooter. Trey is feasting on defense. Yeah, Tibbs definitely got out coached. It's it's interesting because when I'm watching like breakdowns like the Knicks Twitter, shout out to the Knicks Twitter video guys on 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 Twitter, man. They do really good breakdowns and they they'll talk about how Atlanta disguises their sets by like like by acting like they're going into one set and then switching it up at the last second and then going to like a Spain pick roll and something like that. And it's throwing it's thrown off the Knicks defense all season long. I mean all postseason. Um and they compare it contrasted to Tibbs who's just kind of been running the same sets that he's been running from the regular season into the postseason and we never really put that many new wrinkles in there. So the coaching definitely um, plays a part in why, you know, we haven't won this series. When it, whether it comes with play, call, play calling, whether it comes to, you know, experimenting with lineups um, or, you know, going small at times or, you know, not, you know, not taking advantage of Trey on RJ. Things like that. Like all that plays a part. There's, there's a lot of reasons why we lost this series. And, Coaching, uh, great you know, great job by Tibbs. Coaching is one awful is one of those things that kind of went wrong. And for some reason, I'm not. I tried you again, M O A U. 
I can't hear you. Oh, I'm, I'm on the call. Are you Sorry, in there? Guys. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Hey, guys. Sorry. Um, calling from Sydney, Australia here. So, great show, first of all. Thank you very much. Okay. Love all the contributions. Um, sort of new to this whole sort of getting into the chat. So, I appreciate the uh, help with the admin to get in. Absolutely. Um, Look, straight out, I just want to say, I think as a franchise, the Knicks are in a really great place. I know uh, nobody wants to get bummed about the loss, and right. uh, I think the season, we want to extend the season, but um, I've been, to be frank, I've been a Derrick Rose fan for ages. I'm actually a T-Town. I, I followed the Bulls since I was a kid in the 88, you know, I'm talking about from 1988, but I've been following the Knicks as a franchise because the Knicks speak to basketball in general, globally. I mean... Right. I'm in Sydney, Australia. You'll see people walking around with Knicks jerseys. They have no hey. clue about the Knicks. It's, right. just, it's, 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 it's a culture. Knicks basketball is a culture. It's not just the franchise. So I'm coming from that standpoint. Where the Knicks have achieved this season will only help that and only help get more people involved in the, the basketball part and the, and the organization and the culture of what you guys represent already in, in the States. So... Big shout out to all of you guys who are representing, and it's it's excellent. It's a global movement. Um, if I come back this season, um, I think a lot of great things have been said. But you, you know, a couple of my observations, an old man, is that um, look, Thibs is a guy who's defensively focused, and the reason why he didn't sort of work out in Chicago and in Minnesota is the same thematic around massive workloads for his starters and offensively he's limited and i think this is where if knicks want to make a move a change in in, in the in, in the coaching staff is to bring in a good offensive-minded assistant coach because mm. i see i see thibs sort of stabilizing the franchise for the next two to three years and then sort of stepping away and, right. and to do that because he's kind of like that guy who comes in with broken pieces puts it together you know he builds the foundation for your house but he ain't going to finish it mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you you can see that by his record, and that's everyone's everyone plays a part, right? Um, and I see that happening if the Knicks want to move forward, and the same thing applies from a roster perspective. Uh, the Knicks have like one of the cheapest rosters in the whole yeah. NBA. Yeah, they have yeah. per dollar out. Like you look at the Lakers, they're almost a, a game or so away from being bounced, right? Which is kind of sad for the NBA, but you know, as fans, we're kind of like happy on one side. <laughs> um, they've like if if you look at return on investment. The Knicks have killed it. They've demolished all expectations. And I think a lot of credit is due to Randall. I think Randall's going to go back and, and, and get better. But I do agree that I don't think he's the T1 player. He's not the franchise player. He's the number two option. Right. And yeah. um, when I talk about my Derrick Rose, I, I think, look, I, I frankly think Derrick Rose needs to move on from the Knicks. Um, not because I don't think... I, look, he's been phenomenal, all right? Let, let's look at the record and the win ratio that he's brought to the Knicks. But I'm talking about fit. Um, you can't have RJ, Randall, and potentially another primary option all needing the ball. Um, Derek Nodes needs to play with, like, what, what the Hawks did was one guy penetrates with three to four shooters on the outside. And that's where I think there was some chemistry glitches um, that, that they needed to work out on, on the point guard situation um, because that, that will help. And this is not a, this is not disrespect to any of these players. These players are all awesome. And I don't, I, I think the Knicks have a, a lot of big questions to ask. Do they really want to go in hard next free agency? Cause the, the, from what I guess 
and you guys would know better, the, the free agency pool looks pretty bad. It's not like, I mean, do you want to pay Kyle Lowry $25, 30000000 million for a guy who's like 36? I don't know. So back to you guys. Yeah, yeah there's, a lot yeah. To, there's a lot to unpack there. Go ahead, Ryan. I feel like you want to say something. <laughs> no, no, I definitely agree from the standpoint of that this um, free agency coming up is not really a strong free agency, and you definitely don't want to give guys like Kyle Lowry, who's like 36 years old already, you know, 25, 30 mil or whatever is the amount he's going to um, command. But as for Rose not fitting in, it's I don't know. I like I like I would like if Knicks would I would like if the Knicks did bring Rose back as a backup point guard. Like, I wouldn't start Rose. Like, I would definitely put in somebody within, you know, I would definitely try to get a playmaking point guard, whether it's through a trade or through free agency, because there are some decent, you know, playmaking point guards coming in through free agency this season. And I would try to be like, okay, you know, let me put in a playmaking point guard in that, you know, in, within that first unit and that second unit. I think Rose did well with Quickly and Burks and those guys. So I think it could work out with Rose staying you know, another season or two, but, you know, it's up to Rose ultimately, and, you know, Rose got to make the best decision for his future, but I feel like he does fit in with what the Knicks are trying to do, especially within the second unit. Yeah, I believe so, too, and, like, and let's keep it true, because he's talking about shooters, like, RJ was a shooter all season, well, half, almost half, all the, the whole season, except when it came to the playoffs, so, like, if, if RJ hits his, hits his threes, in the clip he was in the postseason, the playoffs, it's a different series. And even, even today, man, like you, half of his threes were in and out, in and out, in and out for the last two games. Like I don't know what is what is going on, but it just hasn't really been clicked. But I think the Tibbs, it really, like you said, Ryan, it depends on what Rose wants. Like Tibbs loves Rose, and Rose loves Tibbs. It seems like Rose plays his best when Tibbs is around. Um, so if that's what he wants, he'll. I feel like he's gonna end up staying. If he wants to chase a ring, um, that's his right to do so too. But I wouldn't mind having Derrick Rose back. And as far as free agency goes, um, yeah, like it's, it's, it might be Finn this year. Like like you said, it's 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 all gonna be about the disgruntled star, if anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all gonna be about the disgruntled star. It might not even be about the straight out free agent. Um, we might have to see who's pissed. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other, other, I've heard a lot of chatter about Bradley Beal and Westbrook. Look, they're, they're fantastic players, but if you're going to keep Randall, I don't know if those guys are the right fit. And and I could be wrong, but I just don't see it working. I, I think someone like a Brogdon might be in a good fit. Um, And, and, and look, to me, uh, to be frank, I believe that D. Rose is a starter, but it, it depends where. Um, and the only other issue I have is what do we do with IQ? Is, is he a off guard? Is he a your future point guard? And, you know, do they start him off? Because like, I got range. He's got range. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He's like, right now he's a combo, man. Like, and here's the thing. This, this is the thing about tips, too. And you know what? Tips, sometimes he gives players more rope the more they stay around. Hopefully, we get to experiment a little bit more with IQ going down the line. Like, because you know, like I like I said, I just like the fact that he can give you a point guard if he if he is a lead guard who can shoot from like thirty feet and in, in right because it just stretches the defense that much more. 
Uh, it's just that his playmaking has to get a lot, a lot better, and he's taken some strides this season towards the end. He's, his driving kick game has gotten better. He's he's tried to give some lobs, but you know he has to do that at a more consistent basis, and that's that's just gonna come with reps, you know. So um, yeah, like I like quickly, man. Hopefully, I, he's a combo guard. Hopefully, he gets a little bit more run at as a lead guard, and that's all gonna depend on what's gonna happen in the off season. Because I know. Like you said, Lowry is also a target, and I'm cool with Lowry being here as long as it's you know short term deal. Yeah, but I also still want to see quickly get some run at at, at point guard to expand his game too. Yeah, and look, I mean, this is my sort of like pie in the sky, and I'll sign off after this is saying if I got a prayer, I'd be asking for Dame Lillard at the Knicks because I I just think Dame. <laughs> would destroy the likes of Trey and whatnot. And, 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 and the other thing is I hate quoting Stephen A, but, you know, Randall and RJ need to learn how to go right. Yeah. They need to learn how to go right. Yeah. Man. Yo. Yeah, you, you, know, you, know, you know what? You, you know what's funny? Because I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was about to say it too. I was like, watch out for Damian Lillard because if you – because, like, I think, I think early on first take Stephen A was um, talking about it as well because you have to think about it like – the Trailblazers have the Trailblazers have tried Damian Lillard and and CJ McCollum for like eight years now, and if they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs again, like the Blazers might have to do something because it's like how are you gonna have these two guys in the backcourt for eight years and y'all don't go nowhere? So I don't know I don't know if Lillard if I don't know if Lillard can be convinced to leave Portland because you know he's he, you know he's uh, he's on this whole you know. I want to be a one franchise player and, you know, y'all people run away from the grind and this and that. But I'm like, yo, if anyhow, the Portland Trailblazers decide that they have to go in a different direction. If I was a Knicks, I would be trying to get Lillard here ASAP through trade. ASAP. I already, yeah, I already know. Brian likes the big game hunting. And I also, I'm a, I'm a also, come on, how you not a, a little fan out, especially after seeing what he was doing last night. My thing is. My thing is always going to be what is the cost. My, my my man is on the other side of thirty, and they're going to if if it's picks okay. If it's picks and young guys, then that's when it starts getting crazy because at the same because he's still at the other side of thirty. So how many years does he really have left? Like, like we're in this we're in this, we're in this age of the NBA where it's like weird because we have guys who are 30, 31, 32, and they're still kind of balling. And then you look at LeBron who's getting up there and he's still at a high level. And just just because of the technology and the way people take care of their bodies, you're not sure exactly what the age range of the of the ceiling ceiling is anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and like to add to that, uh, to add to that though, it's like you got you got CP3. That guy's like I don't know 50 by now. I don't know. Like I mean, he's, he's like, <laughs> right? But it's how they play, and this is what I like about, and this is where I think Rose has tried to shift his game as well. Is you, you can't get hit as hard. And look, if this was 90s basketball, Trey Young would be in the hospital right now. All right? Let's Absolutely. just say. That's just, so I think what, what I'm trying to say, not that I wish that, but I'm just saying that um, someone like Lillard, because he plays with range, this guy can play up to 37, I reckon, because he just keeps shooting further and further away. I mean, and, and honestly, imagine a lineup of RJ, Randall, Lillard, and yeah, and D-Rose coming off the bench. Who you pick your poison? I mean, I know it's all dreamy and strawberries and ice cream and all that sort of stuff, but seriously, <laughs> if that happens, I'm like, damn, that's it. 
Yeah. That's championship contention. You're not going to sit there and say, oh, I forget it to the first round. But, look, guys, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm going to follow you guys up and, and, and keep following. And, and thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. What's your name again, sir? Well, my, my, my name is Mohammed. So Muhammad. I'm calling from Australia. All right, cool. Yeah. Mohammed from Australia. Right, Thanks cool, for, thank you for calling in, man. Thanks. All right, All right man. Salute, man. Yeah, my thing about Dame is like, they gonna are, are they gonna want our young players? Like that that's 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 what it all comes down to. Because you know they're gonna want to go young. Are you willing yeah. to give up RJ and these guys to get Dame Lillard? That's the, yeah, that's the yeah, that's, that's the, the thing, man. The, but the thing is, is like which which I've been noticing nowadays is that you know star players dictate where they want to go, and if I think if Lillard tells Portland like trade me. And the only place I want to go to is the Knicks. I feel like Poland's going to have to take whatever we give them. Of course, they're going to have to give up some picks and stuff like that. But I think the trade won't be as bad as, you know, Knicks trying to force the issue and they're not really trying to come here. That's you a, know what I mean? That's a big if because I don't even seem like Dane's personality at this point. But, I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, it happened with Kevin Garnett I, at, the, at the end of his, like towards the end of his career when he, he was all team, yeah. Timberwolves and then. But you just—I don't know. You just never know, man. You just never know. I'm not—I'm not expecting Dame to say anything, really. Uh, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, this is just a pipe dream for me. Like, I wish Dame would come to the Knicks, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, Dame has speaking. He has spoken glowingly of the of like Madison Square Garden and things like. Like, Dame loved playing at Madison Square Garden. Like, I know that for a fact. So, I mean, you never know. Like, if he does one day try to force himself out of Portland. I do think Knicks, you know, as long as the Knicks have a good roster, which, you know, I think they will if he does in the future, you know, Dame coming to New York might be a possibility. It might be. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know, but hold on. Let me get, it. Let me get this super <laughs> chat in real quick. Shout out to Picks for Timmy. He sends a four ninety nine super chat. Says, salute to KOT and Knicks fans everywhere. The future is bright, fam. Absolutely right. We got the cast piece. We got the money. We got... Shout out to Worldwide West. Worldwide West and Leon rolls up in the office, man. We're in good space right now, man. We just got to keep the course and make the correct moves. All right. All right. Next caller up. All right. Shout out to Who Aid. We are now live on the KOT show. All you got to do is hit that KOT live button a couple of times. And then also hit, hit watch stream too. And you'll hear Ryan. All right. All right. So shout out to you. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Here you yes. Go. What's going on, man? Okay. Hey, man. I, before before the series started, I was a little worried because of what Nate McMillan said about the um, the NBA wanting to um, pick the Knicks. That kind of was like on some Phil Jackson then yeah. type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it kind of it kind of affected the, the play of the game a little bit and how they called it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. At halftime, I think the Knicks had five fouls to sixteen. I believe was Bruh. was the disparity at halftime. Yeah, they were so calling no fouls on the Hawks. Yeah, six well, fifteen free throws to six at halftime for the Hawks. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, we need like a passing point guard. We really, I don't know. We really need a scoring point guard like that. Just somebody that could really like shoot and pass. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, absolutely, man. I'll say this one thing, man. I was really hoping to get Lon. I would. I was really wanting Lonzo Ball here, um, yeah, because I feel like he would be a, a nice piece for us. 
because you know he sets people up he's done selfish and the three-point shot has been better so you know he'll be able to space the floor but this series man has kind of rattled my my lonzo bull target a little bit i'm not gonna lie ryan i'm not gonna lie Wait, you mean you mean that as in like you think the Knicks need Lonzo Ball even more now, or you are you, you kind of off that bandwagon? Like, yeah, like yeah, like I'm changing course a little bit because because of the the lack of playmaking that Randall was giving us this series. Um, it kind of made me back off a little bit because because of the way the way Lonzo gets his passes and his and his points isn't really through penetration so much, mm-hmm. you know. It's more through like yeah, lead fast pass, break. fast break, lead passes, swinging, and when you look at this series, like we, it seems like we needed like an aggressive shot maker to kind of keep things honest, and that's yeah. the thing that Lonzo doesn't really give you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, during the season, maybe it'll, it might work out for us during the season for Lonzo, right? If if he stays on his trajectory, but for playoff time, he has to he has to be a lot more aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that. That's my overall sentiment, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely right. Um, hey, any more points for you? Oh, uh, uh, did I ask for your name? Or where are you from? East Orange. Called last um last game. Okay, East Orange. East Orange. Shout out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My memory bad. So. Think- <laughs> <laughs> no, you could also think that Mitch Mitchell Robinson. What you guys think? You guys think Mitchell Robinson and Noel are both good combination centers, or we're gonna find a better, maybe a stretch, or maybe play topping more or something? Because we need a we need, we need a stretch, somebody that can actually spread the floor for Randall. If Randall's gonna be working in the middle like that, yeah, yeah, I, I argue with you there, man. And yo, it's funny because during this season. What I always say is like if the Knicks are playing well, right, and they're doing, we're holding. Usually, what happens is right when somebody gets injured and the Knicks are still playing good, or that team is still playing good, they kind of look at the injured guy like, all right, well, maybe we can trade him for another piece of need. This series kind of might have brought Mitch's um, value back up a little bit. <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure what the Knicks are gonna do because you know this is Noel's. Noel has a one year deal. Mitch has to be has to be kept um i know tom likes to have sh- shot blocking fives in general in his rotation and multiple of those S- um i personally would like to have a shot blocking shooting five will the Knicks go in direction i don't know but i it's obvious like you said that we need more spacing for randall um if if tips is not going to to, to play small and have Randall at the five we definitely need a, a, a three-point shooting five for sure. Yeah, man, that's all I wanted to say, man. I appreciate, I appreciate calling in. Um, let's go Knicks, man. All right, man. Let's go Knicks, man. Right, yes, sir. Let's go Knicks. Yeah, thanks for calling in, man. And we're gonna be doing some some shows in the summer too. Uh, for some free some free agency shows, of course. We always like to do those. Also, yeah, draft too. Draft <laughs> shows. We're going to do a, a season. We got to do a season wrap-up show. We always do our patented season wrap-ups. We give you a bunch of stats and facts. So we definitely watch out for a later show. And also watch out for a nice some collaborate, collaboration coming on. So we're, this, 
I got some special stuff planned for this summer for you guys. All right, so just stay tuned. And if you like, the, if you like the show, you like us, hit that like and subscribe button. Wait, hold on, I gotta hit the, oh. I gotta hit the ooh button. The gunshots is going up because Big Reaper sends a twenty dollars super chat says, "Good season." Okay. I'm okay with ending because they won't see us coming next. Also, I agree with Jay on Lonzo. We definitely can't overpay for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. I'm curious to see what Raw has been saying because Raw has been on the team Dennis Schroeder um, edition all season long. So I'm curious. To see what he has to say uh, I, I don't know about Dennis Schroeder, man. After seeing what he did in Game Five for the Lakers, I don't know. Hey, I, pressure bus price, man. The pressure bus price. I don't price. know, man. <laughs> playoffs, playoffs is changing minds out here, man. Word. Minds out here. Like, what do we need again? Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's gonna be hard. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hold hold on, chat. Hold on, chat. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta bring the energy up. I gotta bring the energy up. Cause Mr. Energy is coming in right now. Alright, alright. Mr. Energy is caller. Caller, you are now live on the KOT show. You already you're a vet, so you already know what to do. Hit that KOT live button a couple of times. Test, 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 yeah, test, 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 test. Hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't think Ryan G. Test, test, test. Ryan, say something. Uh, hello. You, you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All right, let's start it over. Here we go. Test, 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 yeah. test, test, test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. We just got eliminated. It's all good though. It's all good though. You know why? I'm gonna tell you why. First things first. I'm super, super proud of the squad, baby. Mm. When I get cut, you know what I bleed? Orange, orange and blue. It's like y'all, y'all. I know what it is. We bleed that orange and blue. They, oh, this ended. Nah, son. Things are just getting started. You know why? I'm gonna tell you why. Mm. <clears throat> because we about to start building. You see. The reason why I know we in a good spot is because I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking about making yes, adjustments. Oh, adding. This is the end or be all. Feel me? There was a lot of things that I saw that I feel like within we need to change. But there's also some things in the future I feel like we're going to naturally change because we're going to grow and we're going to evolve because we got the God Squad in the front of mm. Cats sleeping on Leon Rose. Yep. Papa Leon. Yep. Cats is sleeping on Worldwide. We've been out here. I believe in them. I trust in them. And you know what they brought to this team this year? Something that I've been fiending for for years. Competence. Mm. I love being a competent organization moving forward. As far as what I saw in this in this series, not having Mitchell Robinson was a big deal. Right. We got killed yeah. in the paint. Yeah. We did need some rim protection. And it sucks because Nerlens Noel, second in shots blocks for the entire season, had an ankle injury. Yeah. Todd Gibson held yep. it down, down low. But every time Trey Young would come off the screen and he had a three, he went straight to that floater. And unfortunately, it was to the Noel. They had to body up because yeah. Capella, mm -hmm. he was killing on the glass. Yeah. So, you know, our base couldn't yeah. focus on the floater. It is what it is. I did not like the lack of adjustments, in my opinion, from Coach Thibbs as far as lineups is Facts. concerned, as far as well, offensive strategy, I felt like it was very predetermined and predictable. I felt like um, Emmanuel Quigley should have got way more minutes. He came in the game in the third quarter, around two or three minutes in the third quarter, right. instantly banged the three. I believe that was his second three of the game. Right. Then he instantly mm -hmm. gets a deflection in the corner. And now Knicks get possession of Rock. Guess what he does? He looks three off the screen. It's not there. Drives. And what does he do? Something he does all season long. Draws, draws the, the foul. foul. Exactly. Only make one out of two free throws. 
but the quarter ended and I was like, dang, hold on. Why haven't I seen IQ all night? I pulled up my phone, 36, three quarters. This man played six minutes and 47 seconds. At that point in time, I said, yo, Coach Dibbs, what are you doing? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. the fourth quarter starts. What does IQ do? ASAP. Full court pressure, baby. Yeah. And what happened? Turnover. Because and, and, and all that indicated that I got more burned, which is why I say I wanted more adjustments from the coaching. Mm -hmm. I feel like the French freak, Frank Nilakina, should have got some burn this series. Mm -hmm. I feel like he yep. would have helped slowing down Trey Young. Trey Young's unguardable, but he would have helped slow him down. Putting Reggie Bullock on him to guard him one on one with no double team, as we saw, is a bad I Yeah, you feel me? But long story short, mm -hmm. we got our play. Shout out to the uh, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. Their fans are killing me on Twitter, but I'm fighting back. That's right. <laughs> got you. Fighting me, but I'm fighting right back. And I'm gonna tell you what. As far as adjustments for this unit moving forward, whether it's Alonzo Ball, whether it's a Miles Turner, a player who I think would have killed mm. in this series. Man, I would have loved the Miles Turner. Yeah. That would probably mean um. We probably that would that would probably mean losing Mitchell Robinson. I know people don't yeah. want to lose him, but whether it's acquiring Lonzo, whether it's acquiring Mouse Turner, Jalen Suggs in the draft, or Kane Cunningham Suggs who had a crazy shot, whether it's trading for Lillard, think because um his contract is crazy. I, th I think it's four years, and he would have to demand a trade, and you know he's not yeah. like yeah that whatever it is. We are a competent organization. The reason why Georgia is so hyped is because they beat us. And if mm. we weren't involved, it wouldn't be as lit. Simple as that. You saw that that crowd reaction. You saw that atmosphere. Game one, yeah, game man. two, game five. Uh -huh. yeah, and you man. know what they did in Georgia? Yeah. Game three and game four. KLT, Jay Ellis, <laughs> IG stats and facts. Yo, they pumped fake noise. They wanted to be like us. They was pumping fake noise. So it is what it is. You hear this noise. This is real noise, Georgia. We ain't putting it on this side. They play this is how man. we get down. The oh. New York Knicks going to be a-okay. Because Mr. Alejandro and his goons that bleed blue, blue and orange, we think in long term. We think in 2024, 2025, 2026. Y'all can have y'all little 2021 mm -hmm. and get eliminated by Philly next round. Go yeah. ahead. That's all right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. Listen, listen. Yo, KMT, hold it down. I rock with y'all heavy, man. Be safe. Facts, Stay positive. Man. I know a lot of cats is down, but I ain't down. Nah, I ain't, ain't afraid down. of Atlanta. I still feel like we're a better team, even though I'm clearly bugging. But now, I'm with you, son. I'm with you. I'm with you, right? I'm with you on Atlanta, best. We did not put our best on the court, but hey, it is what it is. We mm -hmm. lost. I ain't no sore loser, but I'm still ready to fight. Yeah, still, somehow, some it. way. So that's I guess the way that I'm going to fight is just watching the Sixers and watching the Hawks moving forward and rooting for them to lose. That's yeah. right. Let's go, <laughs> Sixers. Hey, hey, man. Seriously, seriously. Oh, wait. Before I bounce, talk to, talk to me about, um, as I hang up, talk to me about what would y'all do this season as far as any of the other acquisitions I mentioned? Lonzo, Turner, the draft, Lillard, whatever it is. I know I know Lillard is like a crazy trade, but whatever it is, man. Y'all do y'all thing. Be safe. All right, all right. All right, man. Salute. You too, man. Salute, salute to tell him Alejandro, man. Always brings you the energy, energy, <laughs> energy. Every single time. And he catches you with the he catches you with the facts with the energy. It's now just all hype. He catches yep. you with the hype. He catches you with the facts, and he mixes it between the two, man. And I love to I love when he calls it, man. It's always, <laughs> it's always dope when he calls it, man.
Facts. But yeah, he and he ended it with a question, Ryan. Said, "What would you do at the end of this season, man?" Which is this is this is a tough question to end on. Because if know. you, because on the fly, man, before this playoff season started, I had a whole different vision of what I wanted to do, and now <laughs> I, I kind of need to I kind of need to sit on it a little bit because my vision is changing. <laughs> My vision is changing after getting rocked. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, like at the moment, like as I said, like definitely a priority is a playmaking point guard. I think that's definitely a priority. Now, who that playmaking point guard is remains to be seen. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fully off the Lonzo Ball train yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, I feel like he would be helpful. Of course, I would also be looking for that big star as well, that disgruntled star. Right. I would be on the look. I would be, I would be on the lookout for that as well because we all know Randall's a number two. He's not really a number one. You need that right. guy that's gonna be in there and that's gonna really create shots and dominate on offense. And besides that, now I do like the idea of a stretch big though. I'm liking that Miles Turner. Yeah, thing, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I do like the I idea like of a stretch big. I was all for Miles when Miles Turner was in the humors. I was man, I was kind of for it. I was kind of I'm not even going to lie. Like I'm not sure what it would take to get him, but like especially the way Tibbs coaches. You know what I mean? Where yeah. he's just not willing to go small, but he likes his big man. If you, if that's the case, man, if we get if we can get a big man that can shoot threes. Remember we remember years ago we even talking about like Des, uh Deadman, Ryan? Oh yeah, yeah, Deadman, yeah. Like even like just just somebody to to get him out the paint, man, cuz Man, we, we were like this season. We were bottom of the league. I think number twenty nine and finishing at the rim. Bruh. Yeah, bottom of the league, and I, I feel like at one point that was one of Randall's strengths. You know, <laughs> before he got to the Knicks, he was able to finish at the cup with gusto. Especially like the thing on him was, oh, he's able to go downhill, and once he's going downhill, he can't be stopped. That was the like that was that was the thing. That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing anymore. So I think that would, man, I think that would help us out for sure. A playmaking guard for sure. Um, uh, a, an all star to add. Maybe it's still Levine. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and a playmaking guard for, for yeah, me. most definitely. Like, and when I say stretch big, I mean like Miles Turner. Like, um, tell Alejandro said. Like, I feel like. Miles Turner would definitely be a good addition because he can stretch the floor. He could be a blocking. He can protect the paint as well. And, like, you know, somebody like also, like, for example, like a Brooke Lopez, you know, somebody yeah. like that. He can shoot the three, but also at the same time protect the paint. Like, I think we can find a big like that to compliment Mitchell Robinson. You know, when Mitchell Robinson comes out the game, right. that big man comes in. I feel like that would be a good addition. Yeah, like maybe he won't be as good as a shot blocker, but, you know. But can stretch the floor, so you give you something else that Mitch doesn't have. And you're you're right, Telemondro Miles Turner is a, is is he's a fuego, and Deadman he's a poor man's version. Yeah, he's, he's definitely version. a poor man's version, right? Great value, great, great, exactly. <laughs> on the rack, on the for sale rack, but you know, Word. <laughs> but um, you know, we, we need a discount at this point. So I mean, whatever stretches the floor for with us is is what I want. All right, salute, I'll go. Okay, I see another caller in the chat. People look showing up for the last, um, you know, last show of the season, the last post yes. game, the last post game. There's going to be more shows yeah, last this season. Yeah, post game of the season. Yeah, there's gonna be more shows this season. This is the last post game. All right. So salute to you guys for showing up. All right, caller. See now people are coming in. They see how easy it is to really link to the Discord. 
It's not. It's not that hard. It's it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy. All right, caller. All right, caller. You are now live on the KOT show. All you gotta do is hit that KOT live button a few times, and hit watch all stream. Right. And you hit when you hit watch stream. That's when you can hear Ryan as well. All right. All right. And, can you hear me? And there you go, Ryan. Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, I hear. Him. All right. Hey, what's up, fellas, man? How you guys doing? Doing all right, man. You yeah, we're doing good, man. Regardless of the, of the outcome of the game, man. Uh, yes, sir. I, I, I'm still happy with this squad. I'm still proud of the squad, and I'm I'm curious to see what moves you're gonna make make next season. Right on, man. Hey, I just wanted to say, man, I've been a Knicks fan since 1990. My teen years, you know, were the the Knicks: Ewing, Starks, Mason, mm, right, Oakley. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I mean, I I've lived, you know, Xavier McDaniel, Charlie Ward, Chris Childs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I mean, I, I've lived a lot of pain with this team. And, you know, we had some good times in there also. You know what I'm saying? Playoff battles and all that. But, I mean, this season, we got to keep it in perspective. Right. You know, I mean, Vegas had us like a 21 wins. You know what I'm saying? And we crushed that. And how many times does Vegas get taken to the cleaners? Right? I wish I put money yeah. on Vegas this season, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how many times did they get taken to the cleaners? You know how the Knicks took them this year. Exactly. So, you know, in, in, in the in the moment, of course, you know, once we exceeded the expectations and we got into the playoffs, of course, we all wanted to win. And then I think, you know, it kind of made us forget that we weren't supposed to be here this year. Now we ain't forget. So I think, <laughs> but go ahead. You know, <laughs> we ain't forget. I, I, I think that's why people started, you know, piling on on Randall. And I agree, you know, Randall in the playoffs was really bad. I mean, this was like, I think it, it was just like 19, you know, no handles Randall, really, for the whole series. But, yeah. you know, he, he got us there. So if, if I'm the team, what I would do is, you know, He's going to be with us next year, right? Because they got that option. And if he plays the way he played during the season up to, like, let's say the All-Star break, then I will give him his bag at that point. But I'm just worried to pay him now in the summer when he performed like this the playoffs. And this was his breakout year. Before this, he was just okay. So, you know, I don't want to sign him. And this the real Randall we get is the 19 version. You know well, what I'm saying? Yeah, he- I, no, don't say to that. You want to say something, Ryan? I feel like you have something to say. No, I was I was reading somewhere where like I think if the Knicks give him an extension, this like the summer is only going to be like one hundred six million. I think I read I think I read that somewhere where you know it's going to be a cheap extension. Like it's so I'm I'm scared too. Like if the Knicks wait, it, it might the, the you know extending him might be a bit more expensive. Right. So right. yeah, you got to yeah you got to keep that in perspective as well. But Randall might want to wait too. That's the thing. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Randall might want to wait. It might not be. Yeah. Might not be straight up to Nick. Maybe Randall's gonna be like, "Listen, I can bet on myself." And listen, man. As much I'm not, you're not gonna catch. I will criticize Randall. Yes, you're not going to watch me pile on Randall this season at all. Especially after the transformation he made from last season to this season. He deserves all the praise and right. all the kudos and, and and all his followers right now. This man was the king of New York before the playoffs. You couldn't Absolutely. speak his name. You couldn't say anything <laughs> wrong about him. So for everybody who's like tra- trashing right now, 
Bruh. Bruh is for you, all right? Because this man put in the work, and even though we didn't get past the Hawks, he did a hell of a job improving his game, and he's improved every Facts, season. Man. He's been... And he's been, he's improved every season in his NBA career except for one, all right? So Facts. I expect him to get better next season as well. It's just, it's just at this point, it's working. So he's going to get better. How much he'll get better, it remains to be seen, but I do believe he'll be better next season. Right on, man. And then... uh as far as the series, I think even with as bad as we played, we, we had winnable games there. Game one, you know, we lost it with Bogdan. Trey was cooking us the whole series, but Bogdan was the one hitting the big shots. Like any time, right. you know, in, in game one, if we get that rebound and he doesn't hit that three, we win that game. That's where we lost the game, not the Trey Young play after that. We, we lost the game yeah, there when Bogdan hit that three. Absolutely. And then in, in games three, four, and five, like anytime we would make a run, it, he would be the one that like would hit like a critical three. Like it might not be a big deal right then, but you see it like we would be up like five and like miss, and he would hit a three and like they'd be up eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he, he was the one that was like, Trey was getting his, which he was going to get. But Bogdan was the one that was really hitting, like, the back-breaking shots, man. Every game. And then the last five minutes of the second quarters in three, four, and five also. We had complete meltdowns those last five minutes in, in three, four, and five. That lost us the games, really. Like, just complete meltdowns. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Our lack of offensive uh, fluidity caught up to us in those games. And I, like I've been saying all season, I mean, all postseason, like, Listen, like, we've, we've done well all season hitting threes, making plays when it counted, and closing out a lot of tight. We closed out a, a fair amount of tight games this season. When it got to the postseason, the Knicks never really adjusted. Randall never really adjusted all season. Um, and it, it, kind of, it came back to bite us, unfortunately. But uh, it is what it is. Next season will be better. Next season will be better. That's all I have to say about Absolute, that. Absolutely, man. Yes, and, and, and on that point as well, that um the uh the hawks would also go cold and we couldn't capitalize like they they would go cold for long stretches and then we couldn't score either you know like today they were like three for 17 from three and they're up five at half you know so, yeah. so that was the other part it wasn't just randall man like randall would have a bad game combined with rj having a bad game combined with you know burks having a bad game bollocks having a bad game oh yeah and you know, so it, it was really a, a complete meltdown from the team A, but I'm proud of those guys, and I'm on the Lonzo train. You know, I don't think we need to make crazy moves. You know, bring in Lonzo and just imagine him, you know, throwing lobs to Mitch and Obi. Uh, as far as the playoffs, Obi, man, was the, the big. Yeah, man, salute. Anytime he was in there, he had energy, and the team had energy. And same thing with IQ in, in game ones and, and, you know, tonight. He wasn't afraid. Like, he was the literally the only one trying to, you know, bring us back at the end. So, him and, yeah. and you know, Obi will be better next year. RJ will be better. And if his finishing just gets a little better, like, if he had that soft touch, you know, the way he drives. Right. And if he got the foul calls, he would be scoring 25 points next year. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah. if he just gets the calls and just has, like, a little bit of a softer finish at the rim. So I don't think we need to make all these crazy moves, man. Bring in Lonzo. Keep finding people in the draft, how they found IQ. I got confidence in the front office. 
Obi is going to take steps next year. RJ is going to take steps. And, you know, a move like Dillard is something you make when you're, you know, making the Western Conference Finals and you need to get over that that hump. Like, we got, you know, shellacked in the first round, man. We did not need, <laughs> you know, for what we would give up, it would make us not competitive. We would just pretty much have him. Yeah. That, you know, it wouldn't change anything. It, yeah. It'd be like, so, you know, I just bring in Lonzo, you know, keep the young guys we got and the draft. Yeah. And then, you know, when free agency hits, like you said, you know, that not, you know, there'll be other players out there, but we don't got to make, you know, crazy moves right now, man. And, and we're on the way up. And uh, peace out, man. That's it, fellas. Absolutely. And what's your name? Where you from? Once again, Andres, man, from Florida. But uh, my my username is eighty five dot gooden. All right, shout out to you, Andres. All right, man. All right, man. Later. All right, later. All right, man. Peace. Good call, man. Shout out to Andre, man. A lot of good points, man. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to Ob next season because a lot of I know Randall's been playing a lot of minutes this season, Uh and. Just a night, you know, Obi's only been playing 10 minutes a game, just extending that to 15 to 20, and even maybe yeah. experimenting the small ball game there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, playing maybe next season, maybe we'll finally see Obi and Ram together and see how that works out, you know what I mean? Especially yeah, if man. his defense keeps pro- pro- progressing like it has been even during this season. During the postseason, mm-hmm. his defense has gotten a lot better, you know? Yeah, man, and he made a good point too about OB and quickly, you know, really showing up and the young guys showing up, and that is why I would have liked it if Dips would have tried Frank for a while, even if even if it's somebody else like Knox, because the thing with young players is that like they have the energy, and yeah. sometimes the energy can be contagious, and it's like you know if you put in one of those young guys in, you know, to see if they can get you know try to get the starters going, like you 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 never know what, what happens, you know what I'm saying? Because like look, for example, with Frank, like. We have seen games this season where Frank is a menace on defense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who knows if he put Frank in the game where Frank could have maybe produced similar performances, like, for example, the, like the, the the defensive game he had against the Lakers. Who who would have known yeah. if he put put Frank in the game, he would have produced another performance like that, and that would have definitely helped out the Knicks. You know, like, I, I think Thibs, yeah, like Thibs just has to try the young guys, man. Like, you know, if if the, if the veterans ain't, go, ain't, if the veterans can't make it happen, sometimes you gotta bring those young guys off the bench to bring in that energy. I agree with you, man. I don't know if you saw this point because I, I was talking about Frank when you when you left to, um, to do what you had to do, but like I didn't, I don't agree with starting Frank, like you said, but I do agree that you know, I feel, I do feel like that would put Frank in a bad a bad spot to start him in like game five, cold. You know, <laughs> considering like how he is with with you know pressure sometimes and getting into the flow of the game, yeah. but I do feel like mm-hmm. maybe if you brought him on like a little later in the in the first quarter to to guard him or something, and then to get some reps in that way, I do feel like mm-hmm. you're right. He should have gotten some more burn and a little more try instead of just thirty second stints here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and salute. Salute to my guy, salute to Rodney saying, I was actually, that's my, my friend in real life. Shout out to Rodney, who was actually watching the game with me. <laughs> he says, Yo, I made it back home. Positive season over. Not mad at all. Wish we saw more OB all season. More IQ versus Hawks. But season 21, 22, more shatters. More shooters. Yes, yes, we need more shooters. Definitely. My bad. I, I, I was thinking shatters. I was thinking, okay, my bad. Yeah, I'm always going to my bad, bad man Barrett over it. But, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you, man. 
more shooters are definitely going to be. That's the tricky part of who to go after this season. Yeah. Because the Knicks, the Knicks were top three in shooting threes this season, and we couldn't hit a three in the playoffs. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing, though. Like, it's kind of it's kind of like fool's goal in a way because it's like the Knicks were top three in shooting, but then when you look at the Knicks roster, it's like who on the Knicks roster is really a, a sharp shooter, like a pure shooter? And yeah. probably the only guy, and probably the only guy you can really point to is a pure shooter is Bullock. Right. It's, a, it's 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 interesting when you have four players, and who is it? Randall, RJ. Wait, 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 wait. My for Bullock and quickly. I forgot quickly. Yeah, quickly is the other one. Quickly but was. That's a, but that's it though. But the but the but, but Ryan at the end of the season, Randall, Rose, RJ, and Bullock all shot forty percent from three. Forty percent. I, I, I know, IQ but, uh, crazily. He shot. He was the worst shooter from three at the end of the season at thirty nine. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I know, man. But my point is that, like, when you think of Randall, when you think of Barrett, do you really think of them as sharpshooters, though? That's no, my thing. No. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, they they pretty much overperform. You're you know right. what I'm saying? That, like, but yeah, I'm talking about like shooters, like guys that you know, like they're on the court to shoot the rock. It's only really two guys. It's only blocking quickly. You know what? You know what I'll say. You know what I'll say about the, the the details of being a shooter. I will say this. All right, the difference between our shooters and their shooters. Um, why is my camera blurry all of a sudden? Okay, Bullock to your point, right? Sharpshooter shoots shoots quickly. Oh, I see you first. I'll get you in right now. Right after this point, I think everybody else are really kind of set shooters. Mm-hmm. They don't really shoot the ball quickly. And load like you know what I'm saying. Even quickly doesn't really shoot the ball quickly, you know. <laughs> quickly, <laughs> quickly, he gets he gets away with the shooting because of the spacing where he takes the shots. That's what makes him viable because he takes it, you know, three uh, like at 28 feet and out, and also can shoot off like the pick. But he's not really like a like quick release type of guy. So I think that might be the, the issue with us. Maybe we need quicker shooters. You know what I mean? That's just something to think about. Or or even just movement shooters, guys who can hit that, go off the curl, boom, hit a shot. Yeah. Kind of like Bullock. Because Bullock is the only one who kind of can do that. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Now, closing out on the night, I see my guy Fritz is in the queue. Uh, Shout out to Fritz. Now you are live on KOT Show. You already know what to do. I'm going to just wait. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what? We knew it was gonna end, but we didn't think it was gonna end like this. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it was a very successful season, and the Knicks have to be happy that it ended the way it ended. Um, you have to. We ended the year with no major injuries hanging over the Knicks' head. Right. Richard Robinson. He he's 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 ready to train. We don't have anybody say, "Hey, they're, they're gonna they're gonna show up in December. They're gonna show up in January." We have our all our players ready for development over the summer, right? And yep. just like last year, they're gonna be putting them to work. Um, that's a major win. Um, the Knicks got cap space. <laughs> the 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 Knicks got the buzz. Yeah. Uh, um, we're we're talking about. 
World Wide West. Everybody's been saying, "Hey, there's somebody behind the scenes. There, there's, there's, um, there's, there's a star waiting to come to New York." Now we see if that's true. Yeah, is it true or is it not true? Um, we just have the Celtics, you know, making big moves too. So we got the the Celtics trying to swing with a uh, a big hit. You got the Mavs looking to make a big hit. You got the Clippers wanting to make moves. This summer, you might see a lot of players moving spots. So the the Knicks are going to be in there. Um, yeah. Um, Whether well, what, what, what free agents are available is going to be the question. But maybe a lot of these other tier players. Will be yeah. Available. We'll see. I, I know, honestly, I don't. I don't think the Knicks are going to be doing the whole free agency thing. Um, Honestly, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go a different route. So, I, I think, I think, I think um, Worldwide West mm-hmm. is gonna work behind the scenes. He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, him and Chris Paul. He's gonna see it. Hey, Chris, you know the garden's full. Because last year, Chris said he went the whole New York experience, and if you couldn't get it, never mind. So I'd be surprised the if Knicks he lost could, Phoenix, left Phoenix, but go ahead. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, the Knicks would give him, a, you know, that three-year contract, which, you know, it's, it's a lot. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's um, you know, that's that's in that whole, that whole uh, family there. Um, right. So, but I honestly, I honestly think the Knicks are going to buy low on players and see if they can develop them. I think they're going to take flawed players. There's a, there's, a, there's a few players who are up for contracts, not this summer, but next summer. Get them on their last year. If they work out, good. If they don't work out, let them go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. They're, you know, you got your Colin Sexton. Sexton is in that. I know you've been talking that, about Colin um, Sexton for yeah. a while. Marvin Bagley's in that little in that little thing, it, it, and they're they're trying to give him get rid of him. You know, before they have to either pay him. So, Knicks could you know take on these contracts. Hey, you, you produce, we sign you. You don't produce, buy or you know you don't produce, we gonna put you in a trade. You know, so I think this summer that's the Knicks because I think there's gonna be a lot of teams overpaying. There's gonna be a lot of teams paying way too much for for, for trades. They're gonna be playing paying way too much for players, and I think if, if the Knicks play it right, they can get maybe a mix of players that hey, the development team is supposed to be that good. You know, yeah. test them out and see if they're that good. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. I kind of, I, I can see what you're saying. I, yeah, I got to see also, more. Oh, go ahead. And, and also, Brooklyn is peaking. So Brooklyn is, they're, they're in their prime. And the Knicks are no rush, no rush to just get a little better while Brooklyn is in prime condition. The Knicks should be looking, hey, we want to build a dynasty. How, how much talent can I get in here at one time? <laughs> And see where we could take it from there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Our t- our timeline is completely different from Brooklyn, so we're definitely not in any rush at all to to you know <laughs> to 
to compete yeah for sure yeah i'm with you yeah, yeah. i'm definitely with yeah you. but i i think i think it's 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 been an amazing season i think when you look back at this season um people are going to be talking about the season for a while yeah like, man yeah most for now it, it hurts but they're going to be talking about like wow that shouldn't happen like 99 like that shouldn't happen yeah um yeah one of those overachieving but, seasons for for sure yeah so i mean i'm okay i'm i'm one of those few play people who are okay with the knicks taking a step back before they take a step forward make make, make sure make sure you're building a team for the long haul don't don't build a team hey we can c- compete for a year or we can make something happen for a couple of years build it so that rejected build it so that there's so much talent that hey if i want to go get a player i can put a couple of these players together and get one Ab- instead of hey Ab- you know make it versatile absolutely and i i think that i think that's what they're gonna do i think that's what they were gonna be doing too because we haven't really been you know we don't overspend that's you should kind of showed how we play things we play things kind of conservatively so i don't expect us to overspend and um and i think we're we're going to continue to take that conservative approach as well and a shout to the chat we did forget about a certain argentinian point guard yes who, who can come in like who knows? Because you know what the Nuggets are doing with Lazo over there from Argentina. Yeah, maybe Compazzo. we find Composo. I don't know why I called him Lazo. Composo over there. <laughs> but maybe we can, you know, maybe we can duplicate something else. Maybe we we'll see what he is. He's gonna be here all summer. He's already with the team right now. Um, he's a guy who can play make. He can shoot threes. He can play pick and roll. Um, so this maybe might be a playmaking guard that we need. We just have to see what he's going to do with this team. And he's only 26 years old, so he's in that little sweet spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Knicks are, Knicks are in an excellent spot. I mean, I'm, I'm extremely excited about Obi Toppin. Like, uh, I think he is what I thought he was in the beginning of the year. I, I think he's, I think he's going to be special. His speed is ridiculous. And I think that's going to be his biggest asset yeah and the, the, the and the coach has to help him win man because when he started look we, we finally started seeing some picking a roll with obi today with obi being the pick guy instead of the guy in the corner three and lo and behold you started to see he can make adjustments on the fly in the air with the soft touch around the glass like we should yeah. be, we should have been doing that all season long and that's what you talk about when it comes to adjustments man yeah like, yeah we need to all, see a lot all more season, of that type of all, stuff. all series um when the knicks were been on fast breaks Obi, Obi has been darting to the rim, and I'm like, if we if we had the right point guard, those are dunks, easily. Like, don't yeah, which is which is why I'm still on the Lonzo Ball train because of if, if, if Lonzo Ball is that's here, Lonzo's back. On, on, that's on, Lonzo's back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a fast break point guard. He's gonna find Obi on those and get yeah. get Obi yeah. buckets and all that. I'm, I'm yeah, that that's it's the one thing. It's the fast break point guard. Versus the half court point guard, you know what I mean? That's 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 yeah. my that's my conundrum. In half court sets in the playoffs, like if Randall is throwing the ball over the place, if he's depending on Derrick Rose to make plays, and that's the only one who's getting through to us. Like what yeah. happens then if you know? It, it's a catch twenty two, man. It's a lot to think about this summer, but yeah, you know, appreciate yo know, shout out to Fritz, man. Mod of the year for sure. Appreciate the call. All right, thanks. Though. Thanks for having me. No, d- no problem. <laughs> and. Hold on, let me close this out real quick. Let me close this out real quick. Um, 
Hold on a second. Shout out. It's been a great season, man. It's been a great yeah. season. Great yeah, KOT man. season. Started doing post game shows. Got sponsorships. Our team grew. Um, it's, uh, playoffs for the first time. Talking about the playoffs ever. <laughs> it's, it's been a dope season. The band, the band got to back together at the end too. That was yes, nice sir. for yeah, a show for that, whole, for that one episode. For that one episode, <laughs> if you don't know, man, we 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 meet Ryan, Ryan G, Kathy, Edson, Sean. We've done so many shows together. We, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, man. Uh, but man, it was, it was good to have those guys actually back and doing a show during the playoffs. That was pretty cool. But um, I just want to shout out to. Hold on a second, I gotta do this really quick. So somehow, some way, I just want to shout out. There we go. I gotta, I gotta shout out to Thrive for a second because we're doing kind of like a little promo for Thrive. So let me just shout, shout them out real quick. Aye, aye. All right, and pay some bills, and. I had everything set up nice and crispy, so it wouldn't take this long to set up. But you know, you know how computers do, right, Ryan? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes computers just do. Sometimes computers just do does what it wants to do, and you just gotta rock with it. But <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> you just gotta rock with it and adjust on the fly. So that's what I'm doing right now. So shout out to you guys. Yo, shout out to some people in the chat real quick, Ryan, while I get this stuff together. <laughs> alright, alright. So um yeah, we're gonna shout out the chat right quick. Let's see. Um we're gonna shout out Fritz who was just on the line, Winston Ellis, Tele Alejandro, Mark Confessor Clemente, Brooklyn Reptiles, Paul Butler. Yo, we see you, we see you. Nick him up. Yeah, Nick him up, always supporting, man. Yes, sir. Alright, shout out to you guys, man. And also shout out to to Thrive Fantasy for so, for those of you who are still watching the playoffs, um, you, you, can, you can still bet you can have prop bets with Thrive Fantasy, all right? So come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose five out of the ten. Or 10 out of 20 available player props, depending on the sport or esport, to build up your lineup. Each drop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under, based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over 20,000 guaranteed in prizes weekly and has awarded over $4 million in prizes. All right. So use the code KOT when you sign up today. And you'll receive an instant match of up to $50 on your first deposit. And also, you can download Thrive on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. So, shout out to Thrive Fantasy for rocking with us at the KOT show. And, yo, thanks for everybody who supported the show, who supported us with Nanscape, supported us with Thrive, um, and just supported the show all year long, man. Really good season, man. And, Looking to build on that next season. Let's go. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. 
yeah that is that, that's our show man that is our show keep i'll keep you posted we're gonna be doing some uh we're gonna be doing a a wrap-up show of course we're gonna be doing a draft show of course um and i'm gonna be keeping up with the news and rumors gonna be doing the news and rumors shows as well so keep definitely keeping an eye out for that and like i said look out for some collaborations i'm thinking looking out to collaborate some people out there for these content creators so look out for that stuff as well all right it's gonna be a nice summer for us all right so keep it locked on the kt show stuff will still be coming out in the off season all right (laughs) all right man all right ryan let them know where to find you bro you can find me on Instagram at Sergi is chilling. Sergi is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G-K-O-T. That's right, Ryan G-O-K-O-T. All right. And you can follow us on the K-O-T show on Twitter and Nick Time show on Instagram and Facebook. And also, follow, you know, go to our, our, our blog. Go to the Nick and right there, there's where you can get our, you know, a little special KOT hats. Boom. You know, that's how you can help. You can rock your blue, your black and white, your blue and orange color wave. And also you can check out some of the writings of our bloggers, all right? Like Ken and Mikey and the rest of those guys, all right? So thank you guys for supporting us as always. That is our show. And yeah, we're out of here. Peace. Shut out the World Wide West. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in